this week on Bonus Barrel. People are big on Hello Kitty. I mean, that's that's the Shelby has like six Hello Kitty tattoos. I'm thinking of getting one soon. She is pretty adorable. Bad the- juju. Because yeah. everything is is legal now at this point. Rob You're not a bank, get in man. For it. Yeah, I rob a bank. You yeah. know, like, good God. I heard. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Spooky. Hey, hey, welcome to Bonus Barrel. Yes. What's happened? Why are you here, Sage? <laughs> I'm, I'm sort of back, <laughs> I think. Yeah, yeah. Sagey seems like he's back. Sometimes you need a break. Uh, I don't think my ego would ever let me have a break, but I think sometimes you need a break, so good for you, Sagey. Yeah. You're back stronger than ever. Sort of. And what better uh, thing to bring up now that you're back than something I found yesterday? I found brand new at EB Games for $5 Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival. So I bought it again because I already had it, but I figured I might as well get two Amiibos I could use for things. How the Mighty Have Fallen, complete brand new Amiibo Festival, $5-roos. Yes, yes, I did pay (laughs) full price for that game. (laughs) What was it, like 80 bucks? Yeah, I... I think so. I paid 30 for when I bought it, and I thought that was a deal. But I did not expect to find two copies for $5 just chilling there. Gotta go to EV Games and see what I can find. <laughs> probably Wii U, Wii U stuff should be cheaper now, right? I, I would think, yeah, probably. The last time I bought a game for the Wii U, for my full Wii U run thing, yeah. was a game about penguins of Madagascar, I think. Do penguins live in Madagascar? I don't think so. I think Madagascar is a movie, right? Yes. So I yep. think it's the penguins from the movie Madagascar, I think. Yeah. That'd be cool if that was live there. I bought it at the Vancouver Retro Gaming Expo last year. It's kind of wrapped. You know, like the factory seal wrap. Oh. Um, but it's really not because it's all like shredded and stuff. <laughs> I don't know. But they, they, they kept the wrap, I guess, to, to increase the yeah. price or whatever. $5 was, t- no, like $15 was too much. But I did it. How many copies? Do you, or how many games do you need for your for your uh, Wii U collection? It's less than two hundred, I believe. It's around there, I think. Like that you need, or in general? Oh, that I need? I yeah, yeah. Know, like, like fifty more or something like that. Damn, man! You gotta get the, the last fifty. I know, you gotta do it. That's gonna be a badass thing. You'll be, you'll be ahead of me. I haven't completed any one console. You know, when I started this, it was actually the perfect time because. Like, the Wii U was still alive, but overlooked. Some of the games that are now expensive weren't that much. But even then, I thought that paying, like, $60 for Hello Kitty Cruisers with a K <laughs> was too much. But now it's, like, it's over 100 or 200 or whatever. Oh, really? I, wow. I, I haven't checked in a while. I'll actually check. People are big on Hello Kitty. I mean, that's, that's the Shelby has, like, six Hello Kitty tattoos. I'm thinking of getting one soon. She's pretty adorable. Is she? Is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Okay. That's cool. I've never watched anything like Hello I just know it's. I don't know if it's a it. show or if it's actually just like an idol or like an acute like iconic figure thing. I always thought they were like a series of toys or something. There was an anime. I just know that her the next appearance that I remember is the Hello Kitty pest dispenser in the Ant Man uh, the Wasp trailer. Oh yeah, that was yeah. yeah. So Hello Kitty taking down criminals, helping save the world. So the price is, the price right now is around two hundred plus. That's disgusting. I know. So I it's, like it. It's called Hello Kitty Cruisers. Is it like a racing game? It's a card game, yeah. Oh, cool. it is. And it's actually being ported for the Switch. Oh my god, amazing. Last time I heard. Yes. Go, I picked it up and get that Switch Switch party going, playing that fucking Hello Kitty Cruisers. Okay. Mm-hmm. I have a game on my desk that I bought called Tack and the Power of Juju for Game Boy Advance. Bad the, Juju! The evil Tlaloc has stolen the Moonstones, diminishing the power of the Moon Juju Goddess. It falls to, ta- to Tack to right the wrong. He's got nothing but his wits and his, um, dot, 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 chicken suit. Explore over 38 levels. Take control of the mighty rhino. Defeat your enemies with juju powers. What is juju? I don't know. Up, tell me. Right, I'm going to look it up. There was, um, you know there's a 3D kids show for that, like, based on that series. No, I did not. It so that makes sense. Horrible and ugly and scary. Just like the box for this this game. <laughs> <laughs> and I know that it also has like a PS2 and an N6, or GameCube port and stuff. But I, I was like, oh, Game Boy Advance game for three dollars. So I'm of course going to buy. I love Game Boy Advance games as long as they're complete. And so now I have this amazing game. Uh, maybe I'll play it someday. Juju, a style of music. Popular among the Yoruba in Nigeria and characterized by the use of guitars and variable pitch drums. I don't uh, know if that's the right thing. I, I don't think that's right. right. Oh, here's one. Juju in French, uh, literal play thing, is a spiritual belief system incorporating objects such as amulets and spells using religious Did practice you just as part. Juju? Yeah. And not like tack and whatever. No, I want to know what juju means. Oh. And spells used. I don't care what tack does. I just want to know what the no, word but, means. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I think it's specific to, like, you need the game context for it, though. I No, I just want to know what the real world uses. Okay. Of is. Okay. <laughs> Such as amulets and spells used in religious practices, as well as witchcraft in West Africa. The term has been applied to traditional West African religions. The term juju and the practices associated with it traveled to the Americas from the West of Africa with the influx of slaves via the Atlantic slave trade and still survives in some areas, particularly among the various groups of Maroons who have preserved their African traditions. This being game better not have been made by people who don't respect the uh, the culture it comes from. Oh, they probably don't. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Tech, and that's a fact. Don't give me no lip or I'll attack. Doing this challenge is really tough. The black mistake, stink, and they play rough. But it don't matter, we don't mind, cause in the end, we're gonna kick behind. Time is running, it's going tick-tock, so I'll hand it over to my main man, Locke. And there's a, you know what, there's a TV series. Yeah, Shelby was saying. Oh, maybe, okay. maybe we should watch it. Maybe you guys should watch the show. Let's not, cause I remember it being absolutely terrifying. So it wasn't your favorite show? Nope. 
I'll take that bead and lock's my name. Uh, Eating dung beetles is my claim to fame. Don't uh, laugh at me, uh, I'll uh, punch uh, your skull. Uh, and when uh, I eat food, uh, it uh, makes uh, me uh, full. Uh, Fish are uh, stupid, they uh, smell uh, like poop uh, and shabba uh, shoop a uh, doop dee doop. My uh, rhyming's uh, done, uh, don't give me no frown. Just do one thing and break it down. Tack, I never knew you were cool. I think we just bonded. Do you want a hug? No. Me neither, so quit asking me. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, well, we... Uh, maybe I'll try the game out and let you guys know <laughs> how it is. Right, Shelby? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Thanks, Shelby. Yeah. Maybe it's an idea for a new tattoo, you know, to, yeah. go, along, to oh. go along your Hello Kitty Cruisers tattoo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the other tattoo that you allegedly have, but you keep that hidden under your hair. Oh, here's a, a question. Have you, I already know the answer from Shelby, but have you seen Black Panther? It's good. I've been hearing, for a while I've sort of been like turned off by... Uh, superhero movies mm. i know they're good they're still good and i and i i watch them and i enjoy them but it's it's not like in the past where i would get like all excited and go i don't know if you're reaching that point still so i guess i'm, I'm still excited i liked it It was a good movie yeah it was uh i don't know the villain was pretty good too the villain uh, has more than one dimension in this and uh clearer more clear motivations and, and sympathetic motivations it doesn't excuse his actions mind you but motivations and he's still he's still definitely not a great guy but but yeah, you 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 can feel more for his uh, plight and the, um, his motivations. The actor uh, Michael B. Jordan is um, actually like a huge uh, Marvel fan in real life. Um, so I was watching. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever watched the the Google autocomplete interviews where it's like they give uh, actors and and all that's like just a like a board and on it there's just a list of things that people search on google about that person and they answer them it's quite funny but uh yeah so he um uh when he was doing that it just seemed like he had such a huge like uh wealth of of just knowledge just on marvel characters in general uh so i looked it up and he's just a huge nerd like he is and not only that funny but he like he's big on anime and shit yeah and so that vest he's wearing was apparently uh, supposed to be mm -hmm. sim similar to Vegeta's battle vest. Oh. If, you actually look at them, if you look at them side by side, you can yeah. see that they are. And he's like a huge anime fan, mm -hmm. uh, which is pretty cool. Makes me it always makes me like actors more. It's like I didn't care for Vin Diesel until I found out he was a massive D and D nerd, and then <laughs> like he would hire people to DM for him and stuff. So I was like, man, that's cool. <laughs> hire people to DM for him? Yeah, we can imagine how much pressure oh. you'd have DMing for funny. for uh, Vin Diesel. Like, do you have to make him feel like a like a like an action star? So, like, oh yeah. you kick the door open and bust through the room. You rolled a 20 on your dice. Wow. And then, that's how all D&D &D players sound like that. Oh yeah. Me and Shelby both sound like that when we play D&D. &D. 100%. Shelby's like, I'm a cleric. Yeah. And I'm going to use heal light wounds because you're dying. Yep. That's what they all sound like. Every one of them. I think P1 plays D&D uh, &D as well. Yeah. And he'd be like, by the hairs on my head, oh my you God. will not pass. <laughs> oh, oh my! Good old, good old stereotypes from the eighties. Mm -hmm. That's that's how up to date bonus bros. We we yeah. like retro bonus stuff. Yeah. We played a lot of purge games this evening. We have just one more. It's called Mommy's Choice. We watched the third purge movie. Oh. <laughs>
this year. Yeah, we did. We've now seen all the purge movie. We purged it from our system. The purge targets the poor and the innocent. The Senator's going to win. She's going to make real changes, too. It is a night that is defining our country. It's time to do something about that, Senator. The purge has to come to an end. <laughs> um, they're just like, they just keep getting more ridiculous in, in just what they do. What made you apply for this position? I almost did something on purge night some years back. I want this night gone. I want men in all these rooms. We got eyes and ears on everything. All right, let's begin. The last one was so. F I mean, they're all dumb. So, but characters are just so just cardboard. They're just flat and just cardboard. Is like, I, I, in the in the movie in this in this last movie, they're driving by, and in the alleyway, there are just people, like cutting people's heads off with a guillotine, and it's like, where the fuck did you get this guillotine from? Like a yeah. 15 foot tall guillotine, like a full of medieval guillotine in an alleyway. It's just mm -hmm. set up, and they're just like, the the lighting's all weird because they're trying to be artsy and like we're we're guillotining people. Yeah, and it's just one thing we can't figure out, and this is like something that's been a point of discussion for anybody who's seen the Purge movies, is why is it that everyone's first go to is killing people? <laughs> with us there are tons of things you could be doing on purge night because yeah. everything is is legal now at this point rob a bank get man for it. yeah rob a bank you know like god uh, it's just ridiculous and i think that's why they always try to make these characters that are like oh i'm so twisted because i kill people and it's yeah. like they're the most un like just unbelievable. I want my candy bar, bitch! Yeah, oh my god. For letting us purge and cleanse our souls. Join me as we eliminate evil. Purge and purify. Purge and purify. Just remember all the good the purge does. There's a character who is like there there are two schoolgirls at the beginning of this movie that go into this dude's shop and they're trying to steal candy or whatever. This, and this to be fair, these are schoolgirls that failed school like ten times. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're not kids. <laughs> so uh the owner catches them and uh they they get all upset because they really want this candy bar and they're also just like lying about it. You know, they don't want to get caught. Not that it matters to them whether they get caught. I think it's just like a, I don't know, like some useless pride thing or just being a jerk thing. And keep in mind that when, when Shelby gets to the part where they come back later, these these girls are stealing candy bars. So mm -hmm. they clearly don't, they don't also have a lot of money if they're stealing candy bar. Yet what they come back with. is <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah. Um, yeah. So when they're stealing the candy, then this woman shows up, and I guess she's like known to the be the OG this badass, badass, the OG <laughs> badass, like yeah. purge lady. Anyway, so she's just like, you put the candy bars back and don't don't come back here or whatever. Yeah. And I think it hints at that these girls are gonna come back to the store later on. Anyway, so cut. <laughs> Flash cut to forward that to night. purge. Yeah. <laughs> the girls return. The stores all locked up, but they return. They all get out of their car. Now, this car is covered in Christmas lights. And it's like... <laughs> like, completely. completely windshield included. Covered. So, if you were driving this car, I doubt you'd be able to see anything. You could not see. No way. It's all the windshield. All. So, these, they all get out. Um, and then the one that, was, that wanted the candy bar, she's like, I'm back and I'm here for my candy bar, bitch. And it's like, okay, so at this point, you could literally just toss her the candy bar and she could take it and go away. 
I don't think she left um, anyway, but I think she was just like, I gotta kill you because you wouldn't let me have it today. And in addition to their, their Christmas tree decorated car, they have like a bunch of expensive looking weapons, like yeah. huge guns, not like a pistol or a fucking machete. They're like, like I don't, I don't know the names of guns, but they're they're like you know probably military grade guns. Assault rifles. And yeah, and she's like, she can't just buy a fucking candy bar. She wanted it that bad. Yeah. There's some amazing scenes. He was trying to start Fuck. her. Happy Pirates, you old fuck! <laughs> you better find someplace else to go. I got a wicked sweet tooth tonight. And I want my candy bar. And I'm gonna take it. You don't got the balls to stop me. <laughs> and she yeah. was just shaking her head randomly after after <laughs> laughing a bunch, by the way. Uh, and then just randomly stopped. It was like, well, Rob does it pretty, pretty good. But it was, oh my god. Yeah, she's like shaking her head. She's like, "Fuck!" Yeah, for no so reason. Stupid. For no reason. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my anyway. god, it's amazing. I, it's bad. Don't watch it alone because you won't have fun. You'll just hate everything. Yeah. Watch it with friends. You might get some laughs. But uh, yeah, it was a terrible movie. I would give it uh, no damage. I think everybody should watch it. It's <laughs> hilarious. Hi, kittens. You would. Oh, hi, Shelby. You would. No, you would love. <laughs> You would love. Uh, I think, Sadie, that you would you would despise these movies. Like yeah, I hate I them too, so but too. I don't even know if you'd get the humor out of them because you're like a respectable, <laughs> nice, a nice person. You're like a wholesome guy. So don't watch the version. I know the premise of the movie, and it seems like a good premise. Mm-hmm. But I would recommend um, the first movie. If if anyone was going to watch a Purge movie, the first one is has some real actors still yeah, in Lena, it. Lena Headley. Yeah, and. Right. and it's it's more it's lower scale. It just takes place around one house, so it's not as like trying as it's not as try hard as the other ones. And they have like the main villain guy. He's he's overacting and hammy. It's so funny. Yeah. The first person movie is actually enjoyable to watch. I think as as a humor, it's not so far gone. Yeah. Uh, but the the other ones, man, they they jump the shark. Like they strap a rocket to the shark and just fly that fucking thing <laughs> over the moon. It's it's ridiculous. Urge. <laughs> oh, <sighs> So, um, I have a dilemma okay. for gaming, a gaming dilemma. I am playing the game called Nier. Now, Sage, oh, this is going to blow your mind, <laughs> but I'm on my third playthrough of Nier Automata. I yeah, I've heard, I've heard that's kind of like the point of it, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I could, the first, the first game is a complete game. I could have stopped, I mean, the first playthrough is a complete game. I could have stopped there. I got my full credits and I was happy. The second playthrough takes place from a different uh, point of view and has a few extra scenes and you play as a different character. But essentially the same thing. So I almost didn't want to play that one. Uh, and then the third one kind of continues the story. So it's like that it's kind of bullshitty that you have to play the same story twice to get to the third one. But my dilemma is do I count? So, so when I play through a game, if I play through, let's say I play through Guitar, Guitar Romance almost every year. I always count that as it's a playthrough in my, in my ranking of games. It doesn't matter if I beat it before. If I play through from start to finish another game, I count it. And so I I. I'm thinking I'm going to count near as three as three different playthroughs this year, but at the same time I'm like, well, it's the same year though, so it's kind of like, is it fair to count it as as my game tally? But I I, I don't know. I'm thinking going to. I just I want to. So. I, I, I want to be transparent. You put the time in. Yeah. Thanks, Shelby. I want. I just want to be transparent with people. My <laughs> list has has near times three on it. Uh, you know, that's what's going on. That's what's happening. I, I've getting full credits, <laughs> full playthrough from start to finish. I don't even think P one is be that yet. I hope not because I want to be able to say P one man, you gotta get your you get your game together. You nearly finished it by going through one. How could you stop when you were so near? 
to being done, right? You need to engineer your own victories. Otherwise, I'm going to sneer at you. Oh, boy. You got any right? more news or, like, hmm, not talk about puns and near? Take a look at that nearer. No. You're going to see no. <laughs> how many mistakes you've made no. by not finishing it. Oh boy. I do have uh, other things that's not just near pun, so. Oh, good. That's good. Um, I got a magazine. Uh, so I took a little road trip into a city that has things. And I went to there and found a magazine I really love, but I haven't had it in a, in a few years. But it's called Retro Gamer. It's one of those UK magazines. UK, first of all, they seem to still like magazines. And they put a lot of fucking effort into their magazines. They're amazing. They're like little mini books. Anyways, I got two issues of Retro Gaming, Retro Gamer. And man, I, I don't know. I should subscribe to these or something because they're so good. There's it's so much information. Like Shelby, you'd learn a couple things by reading this because they're from games past the Xbox 360, and and I think Sagey, you'd like these a lot too. But this this issue, for example, has like this whole article on the development of the Lion King game and like of kind of what went wrong and and like how they were working with Disney and stuff. Just just stuff like that, you know. Like and then like maybe stuff on like Wolfenstein or Sonic 2 and just like looks at some old games, games you've probably never heard of. And because the UK has a has a different like retro outlook than we do like they had a lot of focus on like computers like the amiga and i don't know bbc micro and all this crap uh game, like we focused kind of like sega and nes and atari and that was kind of it i mean there was other ones but but they had like a whole other scene and they were like very popular over there so i'm like reading about games that we don't really talk about so that's pretty cool it's great man i i just i can't recommend it strongly enough if you like Retro games or gaming in general. Retro gamer. Brought brought to you by Future something. Do Future they have digital yeah. copies of it. That's a fucking great question. I will find out for you. I mean, I rather <laughs> have the yeah. I don't know. Retro gamer. As much as like actual physical things are nice, uh, they are nice. Ain't nobody got room for that stuff. That's technically true. They're great. I love them. Cool. I'm in love with them i always like reading about development that goes wrong yeah oh the 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 lion king one is pretty interesting if we ever want up playing because who knows what fucking games we'll play in the show if we want to play attack and the power of juju we'll play anything oh, uh, if we ever play the lion king games which we should because apparently yeah. they're amazing uh i'll make sure to reference that article because there's some really cool stuff in there cool rob, rob you have like a trade show tape Right, like I do actually of uh, Aladdin, I think. Oh, Aladdin. Okay. Yeah, I do. I have a so an old boss of mine. He was he was leaving the studio, and he gave me one of those. uh, I think it was uh, was an early E3 or or the show right before it uh, tape. It was like a video cassette tape of Mm -hmm. um, just gameplay from the upcoming Aladdin game. (laughs) It's pretty cool though. Yeah, Yeah, I I, I don't have the VCR, but it's cool because because it comes with a box. Yep. Does yeah. it looks uh, at first? I thought it was the game, and I don't actually have the uh, not the complete SNES uh, Aladdin games. Like, oh, cool, but uh, it's still cool. it's still cool with the uh, video game uh, video cassette. You don't see those very often. One other thing for me before topic, and if you guys have stuff that's cool too, uh, Final Fantasy Pocket Edition came out. Did we ever talk about that last week? Last time, no, uh, I, don't think we I think did. you mentioned it in the chat briefly. You're talking about the Final Fantasy 15 one. Yeah, yeah. It came out for the uh, for Android and iOS, and I I really hope the Switch version comes out. Anyways, I briefly tried it out. Uh, I I only stopped because I just I'm playing too many games and I can't focus. Um, but it's pretty faithful story wise, and they kind of condensed the game 
some people are saying it's almost better to play this version because it clarifies and condenses everything in a nice way. Um, so instead of having a giant world map to each area you go to, like if when you go to Hammerhead, which is like the first kind of mini hub that you go to, like this gas station where you meet Cindy, uh, you you have a surrounding area that's part of that gas station area. So in the in the in Final Fantasy, of course, it's just a spot in the map and you can run around. But in this part, it's like you're there and your and your quests are related to that area. So it's almost like in a lot of ways, older Final Fantasies, when you would show up, well, maybe not not quite the same, or more like Final Fantasy X, I guess, and that you will have your kind of surrounding area, and then you're, you're kind of on a path, really. And you go to point A to point B with via your, your car. And combat plays as auto-attacking, so your characters will start attacking. But you you are able to, like, warp strike by tapping and holding an enemy. And, you know, if enemies are about to hit you, you can tap at the right time to dodge or counterattack. So, and then you also have uh, uh, your three allies' abilities that you can trigger as well that have cooldowns. So, it's simple, but it plays really, really well. And uh, all the music's intact, all the voices acting, and they try to match the cutscenes as best as they possibly can. And it's all done in this really weird, but kind of charming style. And, uh, yeah, I'm very impressed by it. Did either of you try it? I did not, no. I actually completely forgot it existed. <laughs> <laughs> I, in- I actually installed it. Good. Ooh. I opened it, nice. and there was this very, very long cutscene. Always is. <laughs> and I watched it, <laughs> and it was it was entertaining in a cringy kind of way. <laughs> uh, and then I I was a little bit exhausted. Not Aww. exhausted. I just I was like, okay, that's enough time for it. Then I, I I closed it. Then I I said, okay. I'm gonna come back to it, and then, and then the next time I thought about it was like a few minutes ago when you mentioned it. <laughs> now, now this back in your mind, say you could try it again and try it with the actual game. Um, it's it first chapter is free. I don't know how long they are. If it's it's the full game, all ten chapters. So, you know, probably I don't know. I think it's it's shorter than the because it's condensed. So, it's probably like ten. I think it's like. Some, when a reviewer was saying they were about 8 hours and they were on chapter 7 or 8 so I can't imagine it's more than 12 hours um, and I think the total price for all 10 chapters is 20 bucks but I think the fir- it's kind of neat the way they do it actually first chapter is free next chapter is 99 cents chapter that's 99 cents and they get like progressively slightly more expensive so I guess if you really you know they really ease you into the game and I don't think it's cool to me $20 is certainly a good price for a game and you know Squeenix is talking about Maybe we'll do a Switch version, and I think I, I would probably play through the whole game if they, they do actually port it to the Switch. All right, that's all I had for today. What about you guys? Anything else you want to talk about? Nothing. All right, well then, uh, up next is our topic! Topic today is Shelby's game. Shelby, tell the audience, the listening, the listeners, what you chose. What did you choose? Uh, so I chose uh, the first, the very first Clock Tower game for SNES or Super Famicom because it didn't come out over here. Uh, so we had to play translated versions. But yeah. Cue music um, sting. What? <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, it's funny because the reason why I picked this game was because I was listening to um, 
uh, some game soundtracks at work on Spotify. Uh, and I randomly got some Clock Tower stuff in there. I was like, what the hell is this? Because uh, it sounded familiar, but I couldn't quite place it. And I've never played this game before, and I've never heard this music before, but it still sounded very familiar. Uh, I think hmm. I was thinking probably like one of the uh, creepy sounding tracks from Phoenix Wright, but uh, yeah, uh, so that's why we're playing it. Oh my god, cat. Oh. My kitten is going cray cray. <laughs> Anyway, uh, another reason, um, and this is something that came after uh, I suggested we start playing it, but I've been listening to a lot of um, uh, Flock of Nerds lately. Mm-hmm. Um, Good plug. Yeah, and one of their shows, I haven't listened to it yet, um, but one of their shows has uh, uh, a thumbnail of Bobby, the, the scissor boy. Scissor boy. Whatever the fuck we call him, but yeah, so... <laughs> I think um, I was taking a look at their Let's Play channel, and I think they had um, a playthrough of it on there too. So I'm kind of curious to check it out because I want to see what ending they got. Um, but yeah, that that's why, uh, we play. that's why we decided to play Clock Tower, or that's why so, we did. So, Clock Tower is developed by a company with the perhaps the best name <laughs> yeah. for a game studio ever: <laughs> Human Entertainment. Out. Yeah. You don't. Animals are not allowed. If yeah. your cat comes near you while playing this, get it out of the room. It's not allowed to play human human entertainment games. Yeah. Um. So I just want to talk a little bit about it because I brought up the Wikipedia page. Mm-hmm. So it was founded in May 1983 and was defunct January 2000. So that's kind of sad. Um. Now, the company produced games for a number of platforms, including home consoles, PC, etc. They went bankrupt in 2000 and disbanded. Its former members, however, went on to create new companies, including Nude Maker. <laughs> Well, nude, I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna middle click on that. We'll get back to that. Oh boy! Uh, Sand, Sandlot, Spike, and Grasshopper manufacturer. Oh, I think boy. Grasshopper is one I've heard of. So the company is known for originating the popular Fire Pro Wrestling series, as well as sports games, other sports games, um, such as Super Formation Soccer and Final Match Tennis and racing video games such as Human Grand Prix and Fastest One. They're also known for developing the music rhythm game Dance Aerobics. And many early horror games, including La Place de Ma, Twilight Syndrome series, and of course, of course, of course, the Clock Tower series. And just, just gonna quickly run through the games here and see if anything actually jumps out to me or us. Stadium events for S for the uh, NES. Thanks, Sage, hmm. you know that. Uh, yeah, know. Something called Monster Party. Uh, one called Egypt. So that could be about pretty much anything. Did N64 games. Uh, F1 Pole Position 64. It's a little dirty. Uh, they did some PlayStation stuff, Clock Tower, more Fire Pro Wrestling, uh, Hyper Final Match Tennis, Neko Samurai. <gasps> there what? You go. Ne- what? Neko Samurai. Really a game smart. For it? I don't know if it's the same one, but it, it came out in 1999, so you tell me oh, when Neko Samurai okay, came out. It's probably not the same one then. Oh. Vanguard Bandits? Shit. Wow. I didn't know they re- made that. Actually, actually, uh, Got that for Christmas this year. It's an old PS One strategy game that I, I played a little bit of. Can't say it was great, uh, but they uh, huh, they made that game. That's Interesting. They did a Sega CD called Barry Arm Android Assault and um, Ultraman for the Mega Drive. That's cool. And now for the Super NES, they did 
see more more of the same shit actually. Taekwondo, the Firemen. That's a pretty famous game that we didn't. I don't think we got here. I think the UK may have got it. And Japanese did for sure. Mm-hmm. But you play as like firefighters. And I played that. It's yeah. supposed to be pretty good, from what I've heard. It's okay. Yeah, they did some other shit too. Yeah, a whole bunch of hey, crap actually. There's a couple of Gundam games in there. Oh, is there? I didn't miss it. Which ones? Yeah. Which ones? Uh, SD curious. Gundam Gaiden Lacroix Heroes. <laughs> And the other one is as the Gundam World oh, Gajapon so Senshi Two Capsule Senki. Okay, so okay, so SD Gundam games. I thought it was going to be based off of like a, uh, like one of the main main series, but that's also fine. Gundam Gundam is cool. And Nude Maker, the oh, spinoff of that studio, um, is a game developer based in Tokyo. The company is composed of mostly ex-human entertainment members, including uh, Hifumi Kono, who directed the first two titles in Clock Tower. That's, that's good. Guys packed together. Nude, ba- Nude Maker has been con- contracted by companies including Capcom, Elf Corporation, Grasshopper, and Sega. A couple of games I see is Steel Battalion, Steel Battalion Line of Contact, Infinite Space with Platinum Games, Terror of the Stratus, Konomi, and Nightcry. I don't know any of those games. Isn't Steel Battalion the... That- game with the huge controller it is for the xbox that massive one oh i want i want that game just just it's worth so much money and it, you have to have like a desk just to play the damn thing that would be a fun <laughs> mech game to play shelby are you familiar with it no shelby? i'm not okay so oh what, what look, I, look up the controller shelby definitely look you're it gonna, up you're gonna get a kick all right yeah, here we go what I remember of this game is that it it was just a mech simulator. It came in this gigantic box with with of course Google. <laughs> okay, the so controller. you search up Steel Battalion. The second thing that pops up is controller. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because the oh, controller the is fuck? a desk. It looks like, a, like an actual console that like. Yes. Yeah. The Jesus. Uh-huh. It and has you, pedals in the. In, oh in my. It really makes you feel like now take that control scheme and throw on VR. We got some fucking fun mech times. Oh my. Okay, that is pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we'll never play it. I don't think any of us are ever going to find it, but yeah. So we found the the mecha connection here. Yeah, <laughs> it's been the whole point of playing Clock Towers to find the the connection somehow. The mech. Yeah, yeah. She's easing us into mm-hmm. you know some some mecha stuff in the future. Yeah. <laughs> so Clock Tower, as you said, was originally for the SNES, but it was also ported to the Wonder Swan. And the Super Famic, or sorry, the PlayStation and Windows. Mm-hmm. You guys know what the Wonder Swan is? I've heard of it. I have. I don't have one. I do have one. Are yeah, you, I have yeah, the Final I, Fantasy version of it. Don't you have a Gundam game that's Wonder Swan? I think I do actually. I think it's Gundam Wing. And some I think Digi- you were showing and some, it to me. That's some Digimon ones too. Yeah. Yeah. So Wonder Swan was a handheld in Japan. Obviously, we never got it over more here. More connections. Sorry. More. more <laughs> And I obviously don't have Clock Tower, but I, I would I would I would put it in the device and turn it on, and then hit the controls a little bit. I guess you could say I'd play it. Mm. Um, yeah, but apparently it's a very I mean not apparently it's pretty fucking obvious that it's a pared down version of the original one. And the PlayStation port has like a couple of different effects and some FMV cutscenes that I have not watched yet, which is a big mistake. Should have watched those. Good old full motion video. Yeah, man. You <laughs> those are those are the all the rage back then. So. Shelby, mm-hmm. Clock Tower, what type of game is it? What kind of game is it? Uh, I would, I think, best describe it as uh, a, a point and click, mm-hmm. <laughs> but also side side scrolling. Like a survival horror. Survival, survival horror. horror. Yeah. yeah. 
Like in, in this, in this, like Luigi's Mansion, is a true survival horror in that you can't really do much against your opponents. You have to, yeah. you have to flee or pound that panic button. Yeah. What? What do you yep. want? Hey, you you can sort of fight with the ghosts in in Luigi's Mansion. <laughs> well, <laughs> you you said that Luigi's Mansion was a survival horror game, so I just wanted to make that connection go and keep that joke going two years later. <laughs> I don't yeah, said th- it, and I and I stand by <laughs> it. But I mean, see, a survival horror game takes you takes the power away from the player. This is this is why it's, it's difficult to survive. You have no power here, Jennifer. She has only her wits and the panic button, and her and her speed to get away from from Billy or Bobby. 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 Hey, Bobby is, in Resident Evil, in Resident Evil, you have like a gun and stuff, right? True, but you're very, very limited ammo. Yeah, so you have to be. Ammo. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, you can only aim. Well, at least in the first three and all the stuff in between, yeah. you can only aim in three. It's tank, like tanky, and yeah, shitty controls three, and three limited directions. weapons. Uh, now, later Resident Evil games, I would argue, aren't true survival horror games. They're more like action horror games, but yeah. you know that that's that's. Uh, semantics i guess but yeah the, the old survival horror games or, or what people might consider true survival horror are the ones where your your player is 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 weaker than everything else in the game you don't feel like a badass you're barely surviving mm-hmm. and i think clock tower would definitely oh yeah count for that by that uh, definition but yeah. in any definition it's it's actually kind of creepy <laughs> well, i got <laughs> jump scared by like a few things in this game, so. yeah, yeah yeah me too <laughs> <laughs> Uh, at the start of the game, you're uh, it, it okay. Here's the thing, too they got these cutscenes that are like well, they're 2D cutscenes, but you could tell clearly that there have been like either pictures for reference or video because it's just <laughs> it just looks like somebody took an image and pixelated it. That's true, that's yeah. what happened. Um, but anyway, yeah. uh, yeah, so at the start of the game, I can't remember exactly what the, the beginning text says, but you're basically uh, uh, a few orphans, there's Jennifer and Connolly. Jennifer Connelly. <laughs> no, uh, she kind of does look like that, her. Uh, she, she's based off of her. She, she, yeah, oh she's based on her. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Laura uh, and... Uh, Lot. I, Lot. Lot A. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Lotte. <laughs> and Miss Mary. So Miss Mary is taking these these kids from this uh, from this orphanage to this, their their new home, which is this yeah. Clock Tower place. They're adopted by a recluse named Simon Barrows, yeah. who lives in the mansion known as Clock Tower, named after mm. its feature, of course. Yeah. Mary's a trustworthy woman, like someone you you would like. Oh, Miss Mary, what a nice lady! I, I trust her fully. Yeah. So uh, I guess there will be spo- there'll be spoilers of some. Oh sort. yeah, yeah. That should yeah. Spoilers. Like we'll we'll get to the major when we get to the major spoilers we'll we'll, we'll tell you. Yeah. Uh, this is still just the plot setup. Yeah. So at the I thought it was kind of cool that it had a, a quick start option at the start of the game, so you can skip all that prologue stuff and just go straight into oh, playing cool. it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's like at the at the start, you're in a room and everybody's there and they're talking and stuff, and they're just like, "Oh, this place is creepy. I don't think I'll ever get used to it." Uh, and then Miss Mary leaves, and then it just kind of throws you into it at that point. Uh, so then you walk into a hallway to go look for Miss Mary, and then you hear a scream. You go back, and then that's where it would start if it, if you hit quick start, it would be like right there, which is everything is dark and everybody's gone. So yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, in some ways, the game's kind of ahead of its, or maybe not even ahead of its time, but more like 
impressive, and mm-hmm. that, and we'll get to the controls later, which are not impressive. <laughs> but the things that are impressive about it, when just just starting from like the opening menu, uh, you have the quick start, like Shelly said, which I never tried. That's that's very awesome. Mm-hmm. You also have like your new game and your continue and and whatnot, and it also has endings and. It lists the so this game has multiple endings. I think there's nine endings in total, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. and it lists them all. So when you get them, it, it starts it'll populate the screen. So so it's a really cool and very clear way uh, of showing you. It's not like cryptic about how many endings and stuff are. You actually can collect them, uh, mm-hmm. which is you know a, a fun thing to do in these types of games. And its continue option is pretty cool. So when you die in this game, you get your game over, but you go back to the main menu and you just hit continue and you continue like the room before. And it's really convenient because you're probably going to die a lot in this game. I think it's the room but, that you died in that you started. Is it? Yeah. Okay. And but the end, I don't think the enemy's in the room with you at that point. I think you have time to react. Yeah. And so it's so that's really cool. And yeah. So anyways, back to the plot. I guess. Um, well, we can talk about we'll, we'll talk more about the plot when we get back to the endings. That way, we can g- give people time to, to decide if they would care about spoilers or not. Yeah. Uh, I really want to talk about the gameplay because the gameplay is like. Well, besides being, uh, uh, gameplay is as important as a story in, yeah. in, in in this type of game. I think the story is half the reason why you're playing this game. Uh, game if you were playing this game for gameplay, you probably would stop instantly. Uh, <laughs> it yes, yeah, slow, slow is exactly the key word of this game. Sluggish, tankish, even even though you you don't have tank controls, it feels like you're moving a tank upstairs. Um, so like the game, so it's a point and click technically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and because it's a Nintendo, Super Nintendo game. It's not 3D. You're 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 sort of a side scroller in that respect. You're moving in one plane. Uh, the 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 rooms are presented in a sort of faux one point perspective. But um, basically, you use the L and R buttons, or you can click to to move Jennifer in one of the two directions. And if you double, t- this is a good hint if you don't know it right away. If you double tap on those buttons, you will run, which you will want to do because she's so slow. Even when she's running. She's so slow. And when you want her to go up the stairs, for example, you you, you use the cursor and you, you move it over with the directional pad and you click, I think, Y. That's how you interact with the environment. And they'll take you up the stairs. And she does not run up those stairs. She takes her time she does slowly time. going up those stairs. And if you, and this happened to me more than once, fuck up and hit the button again, you're walking back down those stairs just <laughs> as slowly. There's no canceling it. There's no reversing your directions. Just just get just sit down. Or, or get up and, and get a drink because you have time. And that's the <laughs> biggest issue I have with this this game, which I a game that, you know, I'll get to my damage, but I, I enjoyed it more or less. And if you fuck up and hit the wrong spot, you're watching, like, I think it's like almost a, 30 seconds to a minute for her to climb the stairs. Yeah, Guess what? There are not that many stairs. stairs. <laughs> There's a stairway upstairs is, is like, like 12 feet away. Yeah. It's really not that far. And... Yeah, so that that there's that, and then there's also uh, her, she's a health bar. Technically, that's represented by her portrait with a color background. So mm-hmm. the more a, a, fur, a more scourge she is, the uh, the it will change, and and you have to find like safe points to rest. Yeah. Uh, regarding the resting, Shelby, you you found something interesting about about gathering health that you mentioned to me yesterday. Yeah, and this is something that I uh, I discovered by accident. But if you rest in a room that's dark, uh, you recover health a lot, or health I say like. Uh, the color behind your picture changes uh, a lot slower. And I also found out that this is because of something, because I was reading about it this morning. It's called something, it, uh, it's called madness, uh, which is <laughs> when you're sitting down in a dark room and I, and this is, this is how I found out I did that. And uh, it was the room with the TV in it, mm-hmm. the one that was broken. 
Uh, so I was sitting down in the dark, and then all of a sudden the TV came on. I was like, "All right, that's kind of that's kind of weird." You also take a lot longer to actually physically sit down. Um, yeah, that's the thing. She, when she regard when she starts to re- recharge health, she'll sit down. Yeah, and kind of like take a sigh of relief or whatever you want to say. Yeah, but yeah, so the TV turns on by itself. I started hearing weird weird noises, just like spooky ghost sounds and like wind outside. And then the painting on the wall, the eyes started bleeding. I was like, "What the hell's going on?" Uh, so yeah, um, and then that's later on. I found it just because I wanted to see. I was like, "Oh, I wonder if because uh, games have had similar like mechanics like this, where you're, you know, if you're in a, a stressful environment in the game, like you can't do certain things." Uh, and I like regaining health just seemed like a, a mechanic that would be one of those things. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, I tried again later on. I was back in that room, turned the lights on, and just kind of chilled out. She sat down faster, and she regained her health a lot faster. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Other things is uh, your cursor will interact with things in the environment, like, t- like for example, turning on lights mm. or picking up items. So you have an item bar that you you can, and you hold items, and you can select the items, and then you get your cursor becomes that item, and then you use it you know, on whatever you have. So, mm-hmm. and for example, you might find a car key, and if you use it on a car, maybe you maybe you can get the car to run, uh, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I think, and then of course the panic button, which yeah. the other thing. So when her portrait is flashing. So, oh, the other gameplay mechanic, besides exploring, gathering items, and learning about the plot, every once in a while, an enemy will start chasing you. Mm-hmm. A very slowly, horror, 80s horror, mover, horror movie-esque uh, creep creep after you. Yeah. He's holding, what, like three foot... <laughs> Jesus. Sometimes uh, he's screaming and dying. Is everything okay over there, Sagey? Uh, is that yellow coming from your side? I don't know. I heard... Yeah, me too. <laughs> Spooky. So this this little this little little dude with scissors that are bigger than he is starts chasing after you slowly, and you have to run and get away from him. And if you get stuck, mm-hmm. your portrait will flash, and you can it doesn't game doesn't tell you, so you better find a manual. But you or we'll tell you. But you spam the shit out of the B button, and she'll interact with the environment. Like maybe she'll climb over something and hide, or mm-hmm. she'll wrestle him off and run. Uh, it depends on your your previous health, I think, and how successful you are. Yeah. Um. But yeah, for example, you might be in a room that looks like you have a dead end, but you see that you could actually technically climb over this cabinet. Mm-hmm. But you know, in the regular game way, you have to actually push a box over to climb over it. But if you're in panic mode, she's so freaked out that she you could you can scramble over that box and then you'll walk away, stuff like that. Yeah, you can um you can hide under their bed too, like you know the room yep. with the parrot. Yeah. You can actually kill him later on, but anyway. how do you kill him? What? How do you kill him? Um, so, you know, on the second floor, how there's a plank that you yeah. put across the thing. So uh, he can like you'll go into a room. I can't remember which one it is, but then you just like pops out of a box and starts. Oh, I meant the him. parrot. Oh, sorry. The parrot. You, you can, can get rid can... of the parrot. Oh, I, I just yeah. don't know how to do it with the blanket. Oh, is that, that what it is? OK. Accidentally. You know how there's a there's a, a bed without a blanket and then one with, yeah. with it. Mm-hmm. You sort of like when when the bird is like flying around and then she gets like freaked out. I started like spamming <laughs> random plays in the screen, and then all of a sudden she started walking towards the um, the bed, and then she made it, and then somehow she trapped the bird in the blanket, and then you just leave it there. Oh boy, the I bird got smothers by the death and dies. That and sucks. I, I, I guess. Yeah. Well, what I did after that, I I covered the bird with the blanket, and then I took the rock and I tried to hit it. Oh. <laughs> Um, I, it, it didn't seem to to do anything game wise, but the bird stayed put. So in my mind, <laughs> Sagey, I stole that's terrible. 
the bird. Oh boy. <laughs> well, well, first I tried to kill the bird with a stone. Jordan the, would not approve. <laughs> uh, about uh, about killing the bird. Jor- Jordan has a thing oh. for birds, so you killing a bird would hurt her inside. Oh, yeah. So we found the had a full boyfriend connection, <laughs> <laughs> the boner barrel connection. Yeah. So right. So there's lots. Like those are all good examples of, of things that can happen. Like uh, you might find a cage with birds and rats, and you can open them up. Something like happen later. Yeah. That's oh, that's the other th- gameplay thing that's really important about this game. This game, the, the game world itself changes depending on how you play and when you do certain things. Certain characters might die based on your actions. Rooms won't always be in the same positions based on your actions. So based on where you go first or what, how you how you react. Um. So like, that's really cool. Like. If you look at walkthroughs of this game or maps of this game, you'll often see like room. This room could be one of these three, or this room might be here or here. And so, so that so that's really cool that the game kind of evolves based on how you play. And and all this is back in like the game came out in September fourteenth, nineteen ninety five. So this is a, an old ass game, but it it did a lot of really cool things like that. Like that's that's neat. It really messes with your mind. Mm-hmm. And like Shelby mentioned earlier too, there's like little jump scares that you can see. Yeah. Well, what scared following. you? Is it? Oh, was that the, at that, the very that's... start when you go up mm-hmm. like the room that everybody was originally in? You can go up those stairs yeah. and then you keep walking, and uh, yeah, uh, the floor <laughs> fell in, and I jumped. I was like, "What the hell?" Because I, I wasn't expecting it. <laughs> um, that scared me. Uh, and also, oh my gosh! Oh yeah, the friggin' I got choked out by the arm in the mirror. So <laughs> yeah, I, I guess uh, the, the explanation for this is that your own reflection is jealous of you, so it chokes you but yeah so in the, room, the same room with the parrot which the parrot did kill me by the way because i didn't know what i was doing it was just flying around and it kept on like hitting her and dive bombing her and stuff and she i died. ran away when the parrot attacked me i got scared yeah but yeah so you can um there's a few things around that area to click on so there's a picture and there's also uh the dresser but if you uh click on the mirror um yeah you just get choked out and if you don't press that panic button which i didn't know was a thing you die yeah, like, it just chokes yeah. you, you die i died there too yeah so it was a good uh, time yeah, and, and that and near that mirror, and unfortunately, an item I needed, I, I missed because it was right under that mirror the entire time. But I didn't want to go back to that desk because I was mm-hmm. afraid I was get choked out again. <laughs> so eventually, I did. I did have to go back there. Yeah. Another memorable thing I remember is opening the fridge and being attacked by a swarm of uh, cockroaches. And if you turn the sink on in the in the, in the bathroom, first yeah. you get blood and then you get maggots, and yeah. it's it's through these little like little shitty FMV, not FMV, but like uh, CG screens. Yeah. And yeah, it's pretty cool. I, maggots are nasty, man. I, I find maggots it's kind of gross. I mean, that's I'm all in the minority there. Most people love maggots, think they're adorable. They're mascots for children's cartoons, but I just don't like maggots, and so it was gross. Mm. Uh, but it, the game looks pretty cool. Like the rooms are are interesting for the most part. Mm. Um, it lets you explore a little bit of it. I'd love to see an HD remake remake of this game. Actually, I think it would be really cool. Uh, especially one where you could actually run around a little bit and actually check the environments out. But yeah, I think especially for its time, it was, it was a good looking game. And, oh, the animations, despite being painfully slow, and I hated them. They they looked pretty good. Like the way that, like her dress switched yeah, as yeah. she ran and. And all that stuff. Like, that stuff is all really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, like, her struggle with Bobby and, like, she's trying to fight the scissors back and all that shit. Like, the game has cool animations and sound effects. So, mm-hmm. I, I would say that they add a lot to the game. I think 1995 Rob would have been very scared playing this game. Man, this game is... Uh, it came out two years after I was born. You probably would have been very afraid while playing yeah, this game. probably. Yeah. In 1995, the PlayStation was already out. Right? I think it just came out in 95, or it came out late 94, something like that. There was a 3D remake, wasn't it? Or wasn't there? We were I, talking about it yesterday. 
I thought it was a 3D remake. It's just a port. There's sequels oh. on the PlayStation. I think there's one or two sequels in the PlayStation 1. Uh, I was looking for it, actually. It's very expensive, so I won't be I buying that. I have a PS2 that. game. Me too, actually. Clock Tower, right? Clock yeah. Tower 3? And there's also one called Haunting Grounds, which I think... Oh, I love Haunting Ground. I love that game. So well, good. there you go. You've played another in the series. Oh, really? Uh, it's it's either a spiritual successor or it's part of the series tangentially, but... I think it's, 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 it's must it's be a spiritual successor. I don't think it has... It's usually listed in, in with the other other games in the series, so uh, I don't okay. know how you want to, to count that, but it is part of it. I did not know it. that. That's really cool. Yeah. I, I think I have both Haunting Grounds and Clock Tower 3, mm-hmm. um, but I've not played them. Oh, this reminds me that we need, we need to play the, the Fatal Frame game sometimes. I really want to play yeah. this. Anywho, so yeah, um, game looks great. Sounds sounds pretty good, I would say. Um, which so a couple of things I want to ask is so this is going to get to the more spoiler heavy territory, but I want to know your guys's kind of experience. What was the flow of of just like a quick version of of your playthrough, like if what you remember of happening, like how how it went for you? Zero. I don't know. I, I played a bunch of different times, and I just uh, I think I mentioned this in in the show a lot, but I. I, I give up really easily if I get annoyed. <laughs> and I must have started this game no less than 10 times. <laughs> and in all of those, my, my longest session was actually yesterday. And I did get, I think, further. Mm-hmm. But I didn't get an ending or anything like that. But basically, you know, the first time I played it, I, I watched all the cutscenes and I was trying to make sense of what was going on. I don't know. I couldn't understand what was the purpose of of the gameplay so i was like i guess exploring and then stuff happened then when the when the, the scissor toddler bobby, um, <laughs> bobby scissor toddler scissor toddler yeah yeah so bobby comes up with a big reveal right which is pretty pretty cool and he like, kills i think it's laura and well i think it's well i, I for me anyway and died yeah and died whatever. different ways so she died mm-hmm. and i thought well this is an enemy right mm-hmm so in my mind was like, I gotta get rid of this guy. So I, I tried a bunch of different things. I run to it. I had a rock. I tried to hit it with a rock. So I, I died and died and died. And died. I don't know. Many, 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 many times. I finally realized like, so why can't I get rid of this guy? So I kind of like looked for the, uh, for description of the gameplay. And then it mentioned that this guy was sort of a, like a constant menace. And now it's part of the game. So it's like a mechanic rather than an enemy, right? Mm-hmm. You can kill him uh, later, though. <laughs> like, way later. Like, more towards the end. So I had a safe state. And I, I just kept loading the state and loading the state and loading the state. Uh, and it was really difficult because I was playing on my, my phone and those, like, on-screen controls are terrible. Anyway. Um, after that... I sort of tried different things. I restarted the game. I, I started exploring the rooms. I go for a room and I started tapping on stuff. And I just couldn't make sense of the game. Like, really, <laughs> I, I couldn't understand it. So I saw, I, I watched, like, uh, on GameFAQs, like, uh, like a guy that walks through. And the walkthroughs are very, like, they, they give you, like, maps and all this sort of terminology. And then it's, like... It's not really a walkthrough per se. It's more like, here's how you get this ending. Here's how you get this ending. And these are the common elements between ending S and ending B and ending whatever. And then I sort of started like slowly realizing what this game was about. Because it does give you that, that quick start, which just gives the, the, all the initial cutscenes and leads you up to the point where the 
where the other um, the other kids also are not there anymore. Yep. And then right, it has right. an ending list and all that. And it's like, oh, okay, so you have to like, like go through a bunch of steps, try stuff, get something, and then do it again and again and again. And I get that. And that is, that is good. And I tried, but it's so hard because the pacing is so slow. It's like everything slow. is so slow. And there's no really, like in terms of UI elements and stuff like that, it's like hard to like really assess what's going on. There's no map. There's no like, like a list of things that you need to do, which the game would actually benefit, I think. But yeah, map the main help. thing. But the main thing this game is going for is actual its mood, right? I think even more than story because the story is kind of it's okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more about like the the setup and and getting into the mood of stuff, and that I think is not compatible with what the game's trying to do because it's so slow. You know what I mean? It's it's like that part is very gamey, and but what it's trying to do is not so i don't know it's it's really hard i think it's it's very ambitious but it's, it's it, to me personally it's really hard to play so most of the time i was annoyed with the game annoyed with how slow um the main character walked about annoyed on how you you mentioned about the tank controller there's something like that too like you start running and it won't stop unless you cancel the action yeah so you, you have to hit like x or something so I had to read a lot to actually understand some of the game concepts, which is really bad for me because to me that's a, a bad uh, play experience. Uh, but yeah, I'm just going on a run now. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Well, um, Shelby, did you feel like t- going through what you thought when you played? Um, actually, uh, I, I you don't have to. I know. I I like survival horror games, so. Mm. Um, to me, like the the running around and exploring things and stuff, uh, I find enjoyable. I know like a lot of people um, don't necessarily just because it is kind of you know sometimes you miss something, which is exactly what happened to me. Like I I was yeah, talking to Rob here. yesterday, and I guess I'm actually super close to uh, the ending. I was just missing one thing. <laughs> I was missing a cloak because um, there's a dog that uh, in, in the game Miss Mary, I guess, is actually like. Uh, the well i don't want to say the main bad guy but one of the main dudes or whatever the main evil people uh but yeah so what? there's this guard dog in a cave and you got to fool the guard dog by getting past it by wearing a cloak and spraying yourself with miss mary's perfume to yep yeah um and that's how you get by but uh yeah so my play when i was playing yesterday i'd when i was playing for about three hours which i guess like just a, a walkthrough from start to finish if you know where everything is is about an hour or like an hour and 20 minutes or something but uh yeah so i was playing for quite a long time yesterday almost got all the way through but uh yeah a lot of it was like backtracking and if mm-hmm. i would find something be like oh i know where this goes and then trying to find that room again uh and then it just kind of basically became a hunt for rooms once <laughs> i found the item that i needed uh which i didn't mind but yesterday towards the end when i couldn't get past the dog and i was like oh my god what do i do uh so i didn't uh i didn't get an ending but i was i was close anyway so I I half used a guide while playing, so if I got yeah. stuck, I would would refer to a guide. So I eventually learned where the rooms were, and then once I kind of had an idea, like at first it was kind of really hard because you're navigating 3D depth, but through 2D space. So mm-hmm. you know, going to the other side of the room, it can get a little conf- other other side of the building can get a little confusing. And mm-hmm. I mean, up up and downstairs obviously isn't that confusing, but basically you have 
two different planes and you have to know where the rooms are on each side. But but I, I found that after I got a handling of where I was, most times it wasn't too bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, again, I still I, I missed some items. Like I missed, unlike Shelby, you did not miss the perfume. I missed the perfume, but I had oh. the robes. <laughs> So I had to go back and find. I was like, "Well, I'm not gonna fucking run around for hours. I mean, I like the game, but I want to finish it in time for the show." So I just looked up where do I find the perfume, and then I couldn't get the perfume to work right. That was that was the biggest pain in the ass because you can't just click on them and click on yourself. You have to click on them at the right spot in front of the dog, and it's a big pain in the ass. Mm. Um, so yeah, you're right. I think you can get through the game like an hour. I, it took me like maybe three or four hours of, of playing. With a little bit of guide work, so mm. you know it was it was it was fun. I, I enjoyed running around exploring. I, I just didn't have the patience to stay stuck for hours. Like I, if I was a kid, I probably wouldn't have. I would have kept checking yeah. every room. Might have made my own maps even back when I was younger. Honestly, <laughs> um, yeah. Although they, they would have been useless the next time I tried playing it since they they changed. Um, but I, I wanted to read a little bit something about the development just because I found find the stuff kind of interesting. And then we can quickly talk about the endings, and then we can wrap up. Um, so this is from uh, Wikipedia. Clock Tower is directed by Hifumi Kono, who wished to use the game to pay homage to one of his uh, favorite film directors, uh, Dario uh, Argento. I probably pronounced wrong. I apologize because he's definitely listening. Most notably, the game borrows many ideas from the film Phenomena. Uh, Clockwork, or sorry, Clock Tower has strong relations to its plot and shares other similarities with other of, of Ar- Argento's 1980s films, such as occult themes, distressed young women, and bright colors atop a foggy setting. Kono had a passion for old horror films and wanted Clock Tower to feel like one. Scissor Man's use of his large pair of shears as a weapon was inspired by the villain Cropsey in Tony Malam's The Burning, which Kono had seen as a child. Kono described Clock Tower as an experimental project with a small budget and staff. Uh, his peers believed that a game where the protagonist runs away from the enemy would not work, but he continued on despite these concerns. Due to lack of st- uh, staffing resources, develop- developer Human Entertainment could not include mouse support and also needed to shrink the map down significantly. Although the graphics are two-dimensional, the design with- within a 3D space. Character graphics in Clock Tower were created by digitizing photographs of real people, popular technique at the time. The actress of Je- for Jennifer was a woman in Human's planning division. Ah. Many of the motions in the game came from her acting, such as hanging from a roof and stumbling in the hallway. And, um, yeah, so that's pretty neat. Pretty neat. Did, did oh, uh, Seiji, maybe you can link this on on Twitter or something, but or maybe I will link the picture of of the actor <laughs> or the uh, director. Sorry, it's pretty funny. Um, yeah. So so real quick, the game has like nine endings. Uh, I guess I'm the only one who finished it, right? Yeah, that you're the only I one okay. got an actual ending. I think I got ending B, which is uh, her spoiler, her murdering uh. All three enemies. So there's three enemies in the game. There's there's Scissor Man and his his brother that the game alludes to because the game starts talking about like Satan worship and oh occult sacrifices. And so I think basically what happens is her baby, her, her Miss Mary's kids were born demons, mm-hmm. and she wants hey. she. <laughs> Sorry, there. You know what? Uh, you you find Jennifer's dad. Yeah, yeah, dead. you do. Uh, and the, dead, the cutscene yeah. of her not a cutscene but it's just an image of her holding like a skeleton <laughs> yeah. in a lab coat and it was so funny yeah this oh complete skeleton in a, in a fancy lab coat that looks like it was filled by an actual body yeah so it looked it was, like it was uh, just a his, skull head yeah he said that his his one of his hands was eaten by the, one of the kids when they were born or something yeah which i found really funny because they don't have teeth when they're born so <laughs> that's impressive um uh, yeah so you find the other barrel's child it's this gigantic monster of gross baby it's way nastier than than scissor scissor boy Scissor Toddler. Um, but you kill, in the ending, I got all of her friends are already dead. You kill Scissor Toddler. 
you kill Miss Mary, and before then you kill other Barrow's baby. Um, I can't remember his name, so let's call him Denny. You kill him, <laughs> and, <laughs> and and then you just stand on the top clock tower all night until the next day. It rains, and then, and then you go home. I mean, you don't go home. You don't have a home. You're an orphan. Uh, but yeah. So I guess she, maybe she just stays there. I don't know what she does. Other endings include uh, ones that I know of, at least, is that you find a car in a garage, and your first instinct is, like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Yeah. And you take your car key that you find in, in the, the garbage nearby, and it won't. she's like, I got to find my friends first. And so, of course, I'm like, well, fuck, so I'm going to go look for my friends. However, I read that if you try three times, she eventually just says, fuck it, gets in the car and drives away. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Because I found the key. I found the car. <laughs> I, opened the, I opened the car and I was like, yes, I'm going to get an ending. And it's going to be great. You could have. You, you could have. You had to try three times. But there's two endings with that, too, I think, depending on when you do it. Mm-hmm. Ending one is she, she gets away and then she dies four days later in a hotel or something. And ending two has these two giant scissors come out from the back of her seat, implying that scissor, bo- scissor toddlers in the back seat. <laughs> so even running away, it's not good. However, there's glitches. I read this. There's glitches you can do so that you get in the car and then you don't get the part where she dies in that ending. So she still makes it away, but doesn't actually get killed later. But it's done through this weird glitch. So I don't know. This game is weird, man. Um, you can save her friends. And I guess out of the nine endings, there's three that are considered canonical. And that, cause, cause of course the series does continue and it continues off from this game. So some of the endings aren't, aren't canon, of course. Um, there's other things in this game too that's interesting. Like, if you find out, like, if your character, Jennifer, cause your knowledge is separate from hers, and she finds out through, through exploration and shit that Miss Mary's a bad guy, there's a part, there's a point in the game where you can encounter her. And if you encounter her knowing that she's evil, you could run away and continue the game. If you don't, she will drug you. She'll like, hey, take this drink. It's okay. Calm down, child. And you, your character collapses and you find yourself. This happened to me and I had to reload the game because I didn't know what to do. But you find yourself in a cage with another guy. I think it might be the father. Uh, I think it's Simon Barrows. Anyways, he's been starved and he's in there. And so if you talk to him, he eats you. I got killed by him so many times. He eats um, you? <laughs> yeah, he does. Oh, no. Now, I read that you can get out of there. I think eventually one of the other characters who aren't dead yet will f- show up and free you, and then that character probably gets killed. Oh my! And then and then Miss Mary comes back, and you have to like hide behind the door and hit her with a board, which is very eighties horror movie to be honest. I think it's pretty cool. Uh, so there's a lot of endings and deaths deaths through that path as well. But uh, yeah, it's kind of neat that it, depending on what char- what information you've gathered depends on how you'll react to that character. As a matter of fact, if you don't have that information and get close to one of the good endings, if you don't have that. She'll just like be there and she'll just stab you. She'll like, come over here and you'll walk over and just she'll just stab you and that's the ending you get. So it's like, yeah, exploration's important to this game and, and it's it's a really cool game. It's cool. Do you guys want to go to damage? Damage uh, is a recommendation system. The the game gets uh, three hearts representing its health. Uh, we damage it in quarters based on how uh, you know how much we recommend this game. So full damage means we hate the game, don't recommend it to anyone. No damage means we love the game, recommend it to everyone, and everything in between. So, Seiji, why don't you start off, start things off? Mm. It's a very interesting game. I'm really glad I, I got to play it. Um, I remember the first time I, I, I knew about this game was in a really old magazine, mm-hmm. still back in the fourth generation. I was subscribed to, uh, I think the name of the magazine was Club Nintendo. Oh, wow. And... The, the Mexican version. Yeah, the I've American heard of it. Version. And I, I love that magazine. I, 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 
no internet back in the day, so that's how I got my my news. And sometimes they'll put uh, like pictures of, of of games that were only released in Japan, and that in like the early '90s, or this was the mid '90s actually, 1995, um, was pretty cool. And then you get like a glimpse, and it's just this really pixelated, small, <laughs> small, tiny picture in a in the magazine and they mentioned oh this is like the first like horror game or something like that and that that was really the the extent of my knowledge going into this game and I tried to not read about it too much I just like download the ROM start playing trying to get a sense of it and I got into my like my four generation state of mind and I'm trying to play the game you know I I, I really tried um, as much as possible couldn't understand it but I see a lot of merit in terms of the well, the, the artistic merits are much larger than anything else. And by artistic, I mean exclusively in the sort of like the art department of of the game, not really in the artistic intention of it, because you have to also take into account all the other gameplay stuff. So they, I, I think they they did something really interesting set probably the base for something great and i really hope that the sequels are much much better um but again in terms of mood and i think that their priority was to put you in the in the mood of a like a b horror movie type of thing yeah and i think they really did i i I was reading that it's it grabs a lot of its elements from uh from an Italian movie where actual Jennifer Connelly is like the uh, the protagonist there mm-hmm. called Phenomena. I think I'm gonna watch this. Maybe we should all watch this. Yeah, Rob <laughs> was mentioning like all the all the movies and stuff earlier. So yeah, yeah, specifically this one called Phenomena. Yeah. I think I'd so. watch it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, just because of that, I cannot give it full damage because I really admire what they did and it, it it's really effective. I understand why they chose uh, clunky controllers. I understand why they chose the pace to be so like slow and feels like you're moving in molasses or something like that a little bit. I think it's kind of like hard to do. It, 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 I've mentioned that in horror games that it's really effective because it takes away um, the control, the sense of like agency over your own actions. Um, and really, the interface between you, the player, and the game is is the controls and how it feels, the, the the kinesthetics of, of I don't know if it's if that's a, a word in English, but anyway, I'm I'm distracted now. <laughs> um, how it how it feels, that's what I mean. Like how how a game feels is really, and and the reaction you get, the audio visual reaction you get from it, it's it's really how what defines how a game feels: control, visuals, audio, and all these things and it's effective now the problem is and this is where my damage comes from is that i don't think it's really compatible what they were trying to do with the mood stuff with the gameplay objectives right Mm. i was reading the guide and i was going through like you have to go for the perfume and it's like okay that's sort of easy to find because it's on a drawer oh no okay so in a specific part of the screen which is tiny already i don't know it represents like 10 percent of the screen or 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 less Mm -hmm like the 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 drawers right and there's a there's a mirror and then there's a little 
thing on top and then there's a drawer so the hitboxes in there are really crammed together so sometimes if you if you think you got like that that hitbox mm -hmm. done you you wouldn't think that there's another thing yeah near that mm -hmm. and then in, on some other step there you, you have to find like the ropes right yeah and that had kind of like go back and forth a little bit and i was like reading about it and like sure it makes sense if you if you tell someone about it mm -hmm. but the game is really large and like sometimes you're like you're trying to explore and, and you think you're done but not really because you have to like follow this this not really intuitive from a game play perspective mm -hmm. um it's not very intuitive i don't know i i found it like that like it was kind of sloppy in that department so just because of that i i, I need to give it a high damage I would go normally for full damage for uh, for this because I I couldn't find myself recommending this because of that, but because of its artistic merits, I think it deserves at, at the very least you know some some life. So I'll I'll go with three quarters damage. Bam! All right, I will go next. Um, so I used to do woohoo's and boohoo's. So my woohoo is I think the music is good, fairly nice graphics and animations, has cool monster design. Uh, some decent scares for a 16-bit platform. A lot of endings. Your actions have an effect on what, how the game plays and how it evolves. Uh, it's 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 mercifully uh, short. Very easy to continue. Keep game keeps track of your endings. Uh, some of the boohoo's, of course, is if you make a mistake and prompt the transition animation, you're you're waiting, mistake or not. You have to watch her slowly, painfully move upstairs, etc. Um, and general the movement is clunky. Um, and it's not always obvious how to use items, even if you know you should. Uh, and also, I'm very impatient, so I used to guide, and I counted as a boohoo. Overall, I very much enjoyed this game. I actually had damage planned that I'm going to change. This doesn't happen for me very often. Uh, but uh, because I I think historically, this is a really cool and interesting game, and despite the fact that we didn't get it, it's it it's ambitious. And like Seiji was alluding to, uh, I won't rehash it, but you know, it's artistic. The, the the director has a vision he has a passion he has it comes from somewhere and he really wanted to create a game based on that especially in a time where there was not a lot of games like that and because of the technical limitations it was difficult to do those things but he stuck to his guns and he wanted to make it happen uh and i respect that and he also based on that image he sent me he seems kind of like a fun guy and i, and I like that too so um yeah I, I think i think people should play this game i think it's it's short enough and it's you know it's a, it's a super nintendo game so not very difficult to play if you know i'm sure you can figure out where to play it so um i i yeah I, I i recommend it it's fun so i'll give it one quarter damage i think um everybody should give it a go yeah. go ahead shelbo um yeah <laughs> so uh from what has already been said already uh you know the controls obviously are what's kind of bringing this game down um which is unfortunate but at the same time uh i like I said, with survival horror games, I don't really mind the whole spending forever trying to track certain things down and, and whatever. And that just comes from with my experience playing games like, you know, Resident Evil and Haunting Ground and stuff. And, and uh, yeah, um, I like the music a lot. Uh, you know, I actually thought the game was pretty, uh, pretty good looking, even though... Uh, it came out in 1995, but that just comes from 2D graphics will always age better True that. Uh, than 3D graphics. Um, 
But yeah, uh, I, I think I would only give this half damage, and I'm splitting it right down the middle just because I know uh, that there would be people who I would recommend this to who enjoy survival horror games and that would like this game and the music and, and the atmosphere, but then I also know people who would uh, find it frustrating, so yeah. There you go. The, so what? what is, I don't know, it's that uh, one and a half damage out of three? Is that right? Did I math that right? I think I did. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Did. Good job. Awesome. I had Woo! Trouble remembering who damaged what. <laughs> Great. Well, so there we go. I think. Um. I think next week's gonna be a. Is it? Is it next? Not next week, but the week. Your next episode. Uh. Because we're still doing bi-weekly for the foreseeable future with a little bit of extra stage and stuff that he puts out on his own. It's, yeah. So you know, it, it's it's still bonus barrel. Oh, don't worry about it. All four of you, you're, you're gonna be okay. Um, our next main bonus barrel episode is it? Is it the one I'm thinking of? Yeah. Is it my episode? Yeah. Oh, it's gonna be a treat. I yeah. think we might have a guest for that one too. So, look forward to that. I don't. I didn't want to. I don't think I want to spoil it. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, let's get your get your your geese ready. Oh boy. And and your 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 Prometheum orbs oh. <laughs> at your side because it's gonna be a fun time. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Um, bonus barrel Twitter tweet us all of us and. Um, Cartridgeclub.org, a great community where we live and thrive. Sure, I think most of our audience comes from there. So thanks, everybody. This is Rob. See you all later. Next week on Bonus Bonus Barrel. I mean, it's, it's a Wii U game, right? You, they gave Game of the Year to a, a Wii U game. Exactly. Somehow you have to turn this subjective thing into an objective thing so that you can measure it. Can I swear <laughs> on this show? <laughs>